from QVC, America's quality cable shopping channel. Get ready for officially licensed memorabilia from the most popular science fiction trilogy in movie history. The Force is with us next in Star Wars Collectibles. How you doing, Steve? Hi, Philip. How are you doing, Steve? Great. Doing, we're both doing well. <laughs> the echo, right? <laughs> we're in stereo here, Philip. Philip, where are you calling from tonight? I'm calling from Alabama. All right. Now, how about how about you? Do you have a favorite moment in the trilogy? Really, I don't have a favorite moment. I, they're all my favorite moments, really. I, I, Good there's answer. There's not just one that I can pick out. I, I like them all. It mm -hmm. is hard to pick, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. Did you get to see the films in the theaters? Well, I saw the first, the first one, but I didn't get back to see the rest of them. And I saw this on TV, and I thought, I saw the price, and I thought, wow, yeah. I've got to have this. Right. I tell you, it's cheaper to buy these three than it is to go see them at the movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what happens these days <laughs> with theaters. It's a great experience, but it, it does get a little costly with the popcorn and soda. Yeah, yeah you've got to have that. You can't. It, it's oh. not a movie if you don't have the popcorn. Okay, that's... so is that what you're going to do when you get these home and pop them in the VCR? That's right. I'm going to sit down with a bowl of popcorn <laughs> and watch all three of them. Great. Phil. That's the way to do it. Hello, Star Wars fans, move milkers everywhere. Welcome to episode number 78 of Blast Points. This is Jason. And this is Gabe. And you know, Gabe, it's weird that, like, I feel like we barely ever talk about Star Wars video games. Yeah, we don't talk about them that much. <laughs> Which is weird since that's kind of like my job. <laughs> Maybe that's why <laughs> it's too much like being at work. I don't want uh, to talk about work stuff. Yeah. That's no fun. <laughs> but man, we we got to talk about Battlefront 2. Sector is clear. Not clear. Not clear. Yeah, Battlefront 2 looks pretty good. I'm pretty pumped. Last Saturday, we were we were out like at the beach and like I had to watch it on my phone in the car. <laughs> Just <laughs> Just to see the video when it came out. Everyone's like, hey, Gabe, help us carry the stuff to the beach. Yes. No, I got to go in the car. No. Battlefront, Battlefront 2. There's battle droids. Yeah, they basically, if there was a video to just get me excited about Battlefront 2, that was pretty much it. We got clones, battle droids, super battle droids, vulture droids. Yeah, Naboo Starfighters. It's all there. ATRTs. Feed looks so good. Yeah, and I like that they kind of make you go in the uh, inside the buildings and you get a little bit of like the palace look. So, yeah, I am ready for that game. I think I'm actually going to pre-order it, and I haven't actually pre-ordered a game in years. The last one, was Twisted Metal Two. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Usually, like, I'll just go to the store the day it comes out and get it. But no, I, I got to make sure I have a copy ahead of time. The game footage that came out was crazy. Like, with Ray running around Naboo, chopping up battle droids with a lightsaber. I was just like, all right. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense, but I don't care. She so, can fight Darth Maul. Yeah. I saw a video of Ray fighting Darth Maul. Yeah. That's what video games are for. <laughs> Live out your dreams. 
yeah, all the sounds were so good. I thought it was really interesting that they did kind of go with the Clone Wars sounds, I think, right? It was the Clone Wars voices for the clones and and even the Clone Wars voice for the battle droids, which I thought was really funny because as much as people thought the battle droid voices were too much in Phantom Menace, they're like even goofier in Clone Wars. But I mean, that's what people know more so and that's what the kids know. So it makes sense. And it's interesting that it's it's D. D. Bradley Baker as the clones, so it's the same as Clone Wars. But then they got Tamiel Morrison is playing Boba Fett, so not Tamiel Morrison as the clones. I mean, the amount of people that are going to even notice that and care is very small. Yeah, and some of it's probably just practical stuff too that they had already had the Boba Fett lines from Battlefront One. Yeah. Before they probably even decided to do the the prequel stuff, so. But I did really like the fact that they have the the clone officers that are just look like Tamora Morrison oh. a little bit. I can't remember if they look more like Tamora Morrison or more like uh, the young clone actor whose name I can't remember. Why doesn't that guy do conventions? Actually, yeah. the eating clone, the hungry clone, <laughs> the lunchtime clone. Yeah, lunchroom clone. I love that guy. Yeah. He should have been at Celebration. He should have been. They could have just paid him to sit at the picnic tables and eat food. <laughs> and look around. Yeah. I would have waited in line for that. Instead of like an autograph opportunity, you know, you just sit there with him and eat like a taco with him. Yeah. It's perfect. <laughs> we got ideas. Yeah. Got lists. <laughs> and what were they saying that like starting in December, so like a, kind of a month after the game comes out? There's going to be the downloadable content from The Last Jedi. Yeah, with the uh, the Qui-Gon Ray look and then Kylo without his helmet look. And then I think you get Kylo's Starfighter, I think is what they said. Ooh. Yeah. It was like Finn and Phasma and then like a level on Crate, right? They were saying, right? Yeah. Yep. That too. Right. And then all that stuff is going to be free. Yeah. Which would be nice. Man, it's, it's like basically Battlefront 2 is everything people, <laughs> when you bought Battlefront 1, it's what you thought you were getting. Yeah, that's true. They should just, yeah, just call it Battlefront for real this time. <laughs> yeah, whoops. Sorry about that <laughs> other one. Yeah, because it has a story mode this time, which sounds cool, right? It basically starts after Return of the Jedi and goes all the way through, I think, to Force Awakens time, right? Something yeah. like that. And it's got the crazy sentinel droid hologram emperor face. Yes. Ooh. Which, man, now that they've been in a comic, they've been in the game, they were in the Aftermath books, right? Mm-hmm. I wonder if they'll ever show one in one of the movies. When I was reading that in the Aftermath books, like the first one, I was like, is that stupid? I can't tell. <laughs> I know. But then, like, seeing it in in the game footage that they showed, I was like, oh, man, that's awesome. Yeah. You can't go wrong with a robot with a TV face. <laughs> it's like Kane, right, from RoboCop 2. Only good, I guess. <laughs> Sorry, I brought up RoboCop 2. I'll be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> put you to, I don't want to put you in a bad mood. <laughs> I go back to RoboCop 2. At least once every two years. It always ends in disappointment. <laughs> I hope someone dresses up as one of those at some point. So, yeah, somebody better be working on Robo Palpatine. Yeah, and just does the Palpatine makeup behind like a a bubble of glass some maniac is gonna do like a real projected hologram face on a suit you know it i hope so i hope when it happens that we're there to give him hugs <laughs> they ride around on roller skates well you think anyone's ever dressed as prince shizor on skis <laughs> i mean i hope so skis prince skis or on skis skis no one's yeah, no one skis more than Prince Skizor. <laughs> or Shizor. Who else skis more? Gotta be Skizor. Yeah. Next standalone is coming soon. Maybe it'll be Skizor's vacation. <laughs> Just keeps running into Palpatine at the same vacation places.
so there was some Han Solo movie news. Han Solo. 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 Nothing that compares to uh, floating cars racing around, but oh, no. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so some some crew T-shirts came out. Some photos of some crew T-shirts. And the interesting thing was that and the, the crew of the Han Solo movie, not like Motley Crue T-shirts. <laughs> so so there were some Motley Crue T-shirts that came out and they were awesome. They said too fast for love. Hey, maybe that's going to be the title. Maybe it's all part of the uh, the puzzle. Their crew T-shirts because the movie's called Han Solo Too Fast for Love. You know, Han being too fast for love would make total sense. <laughs> too fast to too fast for love. So these shirts said, kind of interesting, Star Wars Solo. And then Solo, the L in Solo was like Han's blaster. And then did you see the stunt team shirts that came out? No, I don't think I saw the stunt ones. What did those ones look like? They said the same thing, Star Wars, and then in the box it said Han Solo. And then the mm-hmm. L was the blaster again. Don't they say didn't they say we shot first on the back too? Yeah. But I don't know, like when I first saw the crew shirt, the Motley Crew shirt, I was like, Man, I'd be kind of into the movie just being called Solo. I'd be fine with that. I think with the Han Solo film, I can't really think of a title I wouldn't like, though. Like, it seems like it's a loose enough storyline that, I don't know, I don't know wh- how you could be disappointed in a title to the Han Solo movie. If, what if it's called, like, uh, Han Solo Goes Nutsoid? <laughs> Sounds fine to me. <laughs> oh, no, it's Han Solo. Like, there's, <laughs> I don't think you, can, you can't, can't make a bad title. <laughs> but, yeah, just Solo would be kind of, you know, short and sweet, like an Ugnaught. That's the title of the movie right there, Like an Ugnaught, the Han Solo movie. That's what they're not telling us. It's all actually all about Ugnaughts. Yeah. Very short, very sweet. (laughs) So the main point of today's episode, what we're here to talk to you about today, is the fantastic and wonderful, amazing Star Wars QVC specials. And if you remember a few episodes back, someone asked us, I think, if we want, wish there was a Star Wars subscription channel or what would that be like? Pretty much that's what the QVC Star Wars <laughs> specials were. It's like if there was a Star Wars channel, that's probably the closest you're going to get. Back in the day, the Star Wars QVC specials were an event that we looked forward to. Like nowadays when a new Star Wars trailer comes out and they're like, it's going to be on Thursday night and you spend the whole rest of the week like completely freaking out and planning every aspect of your of your Thursday night. That was us for the QVC specials in the mid 90s. Yeah, I was thinking about it. I mean, it was almost like it was kind of like a celebration before they had celebration because it was like, you know, you're watching TV. It's nothing but Star Wars. The craziest of the crazies are calling in, talking Star Wars. They might have one of the cast come out. Steve Sansweets might be there talking about stuff. It's kind of like best. celebration. Yeah, it's like celebration. It, you you got to think, too, like especially for us back then, you didn't ever hear other people talking about Star Wars, especially on TV. I mean, you back then you could go on like the Force.net or something like that. There was Sir Steve's action figure guide. Yeah. You know, if you went out in public wearing a Star Wars t-shirt, more likely you'd get someone being like, I remember those movies. You know, it wasn't yeah. like nowadays where... Yeah, you weren't getting high fives at Denny's. <laughs> with, with, yeah. with, with your sweet Force Awakens shirt, right? <laughs> it was like, it was unique to watch and special to watch because it's like... Oh my God, people are talking about Star Wars. And I think for people who don't remember or weren't old enough, like with QVC in its prime too, is it was kind of like, I mean, the internet was around, but it, you know, people weren't really buying stuff on the internet. So it was almost like QVC was like the Amazon of TV where 
you're just watching it and buying stuff and it's better than because you have people like actively trying to convince you to buy stuff. (laughs) (laughs) It's like if your computer was just talking to you and telling you, you really need these socks, which I guess they're kind of into now, right? With Amazon has their little talking thing. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're kind of stinky today. You might need some new socks. (laughs) (laughs) I wish, I wish that Amazon thing would be like, you look weird. You look really weird today. Dude, I'd be like, man, little box, I know. Don't judge me, little box. <laughs> yeah, you ordered all this stuff for me, little box. <laughs> but yeah, so seeing Star Wars in that format on TV was, was you know, it was a special event. I remember, I think we would get pizza. Yeah, I'm sure we did. We, we would like, when we, when we had an apartment together... There was always, like, usually a third roommate, and that third roommate would be stuck with us watching the Star Wars QVC specials in complete confusion. Yeah. Like, looking at us and being like, so, why are you guys watching this? Yeah, quiet. (laughs) Steve Sansweet is on the TV. Do you know who that is? It's like we were saying before we started recording, I think between the QVC specials and, like, his column and Insider... But I think especially through the QVC specials, it's kind of how I first learned about Steve Sansweet and yeah. the genius maniac that 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 is Steve Sansweet. But this yeah. is and this him being on QVC was predates Rancho Obi Wan. I think, and it, doesn't it even predate him working for Lucasfilm, mm. or was he just working at Lucasfilm at that time? Man, I don't remember, but it was the early days of Steve Sansweet. Yeah. Not as a collector, but as as being a public face of Star Wars, I think. Right. Watching this, too, and seeing him doing that stuff reminds me how long that guy has been doing this, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, didn't he say, when there's some interviews with Sansweet where he says he, he did 60 hours of QVC? I was trying to think about how many two-hour specials. That's a lot of, QV, a lot of QVC to watch. And if only... There was a Star Wars channel right now or a QVC classic channel or something to just show all 60 hours. I would be I'd be paying the subscription in a heartbeat. There's something about these Star Wars QVC specials like we were talking about. It's so soothing. There's just gentle music and they're just showing you Star Wars stuff. You don't have to move your body. You just lay there. <laughs> hey, look, new Star Wars stuff. I didn't even have to get up. Let's 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 talk about this photograph of yoda yeah tell me about it (laughs) tell me all about it i'm drifting away right now (laughs) so imagining it so over the years there were many many qvc specials all the way up through i mean there were ones for phantom menace but they're also like i watched one for the force awakens the magic wasn't the same but i still watched it but they've sold over the years all kinds of crazy stuff yeah didn't we find there was someone online who basically is the craziest of the crazy and went through and cataloged everything that was ever for sale on the star wars qvc channel yeah it's on the website the star wars collector's bible they listed every single special who was on each special and every single thing that was ever sold you know the one highlight i just saw something i always wanted i still i still want Steins. I've always wanted a Star Wars Stein. Yeah, you don't see. Yeah, you don't see those much anymore. You used to see them everywhere. Yeah. Like, well, that's like at celebration. It seemed like the collector's plates were coming back because yep. a lot of people had those, but nobody had Steins. You're right. They, you could get a Return of the Jedi Stein. I'd be like, this is all I'm gonna. I would drink everything out of it. Did it have a? Did like the lid part look like Jabba's palace or anything cool? Oh, I'm sure it did. I remember they were in. Do you remember back in Star Wars Insider? Even before there was the Star Wars shop, there was like five, six pages of just the craziest Star Wars things you could buy. Yes, just in the back. They always had Steins. I don't know what this is, but a Millennium Falcon flip top watch, numbered to ten thousand. That's that sounds great. Oh, I think I remember those. It was like it looked like the Falcon, and then you would like pull the falcon up up, and there would be a watch inside so otherwise it was just like a millennium falcon bracelet empire strikes back audio clips utility set software for windows (laughs) (laughs) 
at one time over QVC, you could order a Gamorrean guard mask or a nine numb mask. They had all the good stuff. Someone's grandma, I'm sure, was like, oh, my son loves the pig man. <laughs> when you get this for little Johnny for Christmas. Yeah, I'll take the pig man and his friend. You could get the, the Admiral Akbar, the bust maquette from Elusive Concepts, which I have, which is oh. slowly disintegrating. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> at one point, you can just replace it with a shriveled apple, and it, you know, no one will know the difference. That's pretty much what it's looking like these days. You they had work, some good stuff. They had some really great stuff. You can get a hardcover uh, book, a hardcover version of The Courtship of Princess Leia, the best Star Wars book ever written. But so on YouTube, there is a video of the first ever, I think the very first ever. I think so, too. QVC special. And it's, From 1992, yes. right? Featuring special guest Mark Hamill. And it's it's pretty amazing. How many times have you watched it in the past week, Gabe? Once straight through and then in bits and pieces over and over again. Because <laughs> it's just so much. Yeah, it was just like it brings back the memories of just watching this on TV and just being enthralled. And there's just it, it's like it's it's a perfect Star Wars thing, too, because it's like it's over the top. It's entertaining. Sometimes it's educational. But it's just always outrageous. Sometimes it's confusing. You don't, yes. you don't know what to think of it sometimes. It's almost like George Lucas wrote it. Yeah, but you can't take your eyes off it. <laughs> and you love it. Before we get started with some of the highlights from this, uh, this episode, let's talk about our host of the show, Mr. Steve Bryant. I had remembered him, but man, watching this video, I just f- fell in love all over again. He's like simultaneously the world's biggest dork and the coolest guy you've ever met. He he's lovable. I think I want to be his best friend. He's got a blog too. What's the name of his blog? I think it's just his name. Yeah, you know, you're right. It's stevebryantblog.com. Yeah, thoughts on success, music and media. But as we watch this episode, you learn that Steve Bryant is not just a casual Star Wars fan. Because it, and he's able to go from kind of being pretty sincere to like full on hardcore salesman mode, like on a dime. So he's good at what he does. But, yeah, he seems generally excited about all this stuff. He's dropping some knowledge. He gets a little flustered and confused in some places, but he makes up for it in the rest. The set they're in is really amazing too because it looks like they got bed sheets on the wall behind them with like some big pictures of stormtroopers and stuff hanging up over the bed sheets yeah and then princess leia putting the plans into r2 in the middle were you one of the hundreds of thousands of people who waited in line back in may of 1977 if you were even if you weren't maybe you weren't even born then we have a rare treat for you Really, a ground floor collecting opportunity, if you would. Mark Hamill is here, the man who created the role of Luke Skywalker and has distinguished himself in so many aspects of the world of show business. Let's do this right now. They bring out Mark Hamill, and I think they like simulate that there's a studio audience when <laughs> I don't think there really is. Yeah, the clapping. Yeah. Join me in welcoming a multi-talented person to QVC, Mark Hamill. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, Mark. Hi. Welcome. Thank you. Please have a seat. Just before I forget, right before that, because it's the only time they do it in the whole video, is the music's usually this like really soothing, like new age, relaxing, trying to get you to buy stuff music. But I don't know if you noticed, like right at the very beginning, before Mark Hamill comes out, the music turns really crazy. It's like someone playing, like, spooky keyboards underwater. Yeah, it's like spooky prog rock keyboard something. And it's like... This is a Mark Hamill autographed plaque. Great picture of Mark, autographed in silver ink. Each one is individually autographed, limited to only 1,000 pieces. $91.50, easy pay. Three payments of $30.50. C10. And I don't know what they're trying to do. (laughs) It's really really unnerving. (laughs) 
like they're trying to get you a little freaked out before Mark Hamill comes in to to, to save the day. They're setting the tone for what you're about yeah. to see. I guess, yeah. If you can't handle this 30 seconds of music, then you definitely can't handle the next two hours. Already, just bear with us. We'll get through you as quickly as we can. The first item that they sell, it kind of is is the the VHS trilogy set. Now, this is the one that came out before the THX version. Right. And this is the first letterbox yes. version on VHS, right? Mm-hmm. Super discount price of $87. <laughs> but, you know, for 87 bucks, you get all three movies, letterbox and from Star Wars to Jedi. In 92, I would be like, you only want $87 yeah. for this? Yeah, it's totally worth it. You get the book, too. Yeah, the little the little George Lucas book. Yeah, so yeah, I'm calling the 800 number right now, but no one's in, <laughs> no one will sell me one. So we have the trilogy special collector's edition. These are the letterbox videos, which are done in the original Panavision. So you'll see that little black line on the top, no scanning, on the bottom of the screen, exactly right. The way to be seen. <laughs> which, speaking of the the next item that they sell, are the hologram watches, which at one time. When we were watching a QVC special, I freaked out and I called up and I ordered a hologram watch. Oh, you did, which kind of broke the the mold of because that was, I think, part of the thing that would weird people out is like we would never buy anything; we would just watch it. <laughs> we had no <laughs> money. Those, we had no yeah, money. Yeah, but those hologram watches were too. I think you probably charged it, didn't you? Yeah, I think I, I probably. Yeah, I think I charged <laughs> it, it was too like much. On your, your to, school, your school supplies fund. Yeah, the 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 card that I was only to use for school supplies. I <laughs> I charged a Yoda hologram watch. Yeah. Somehow you have to convince your parents that you had to buy it. Well, they had. I only had, the art supplies I needed were on QVC. <laughs> <laughs> Yoda's just an art term for old <laughs> pencils. And something that drove the phone lines crazy yesterday. I wore this wristwatch. These are the hologram watches. Darth Vader and Yoda. $35.50, three-dimensional laser holograms on wristwatches that will fit anything from about a five-and-a-half, six-inch wrist all the way up to an eight-and-a-half-inch wrist. You may dial in right now for J16147. But do you remember when I called and ordered the Yoda hologram watch? They were like, do you want to be on the show? And I was like, yes. And they were like, okay, we'll put you on hold. And it was like the most exciting 10 minutes of my life. And then eventually they just got hung up because I, I think they knew. Yeah, they knew where they would they'd be in for some trouble. <laughs> Man, the thing I can't stop talking about is one of the first items, the uh, QVC exclusive Star Wars sweatshirt modeled by the wonderful Dave. <laughs> We have a QVC exclusive right now. This is a Star Wars sweatshirt. Remember, everything you're going to see in this show is brand new to QVC. We commissioned this uh, and uh, got licensed to do it with, of course, the 1977-1992, uh, the 15th anniversary logo. And there you have Dave wearing it. It's available in large, extra large. It's 50-50 cotton poly, machine washable, A10-180. I think it was Dave's first day on the job. He just didn't know what to do with that sweatshirt. You know, and it's a great shirt. It's a great. I, I looked at that the fifteenth anniversary of Star Wars, and I'm like, man, I would. I don't usually wear sweatshirts that don't zip up, but I would wear that. Yeah, it's like you went to Star Wars College. <laughs> what does Steve say? It's understated or something. He's like, oh, it's really classy design or something. That's such. That's such a good looking thing. It's got a nice little bit of drama to it too. It's not overdone. It's nice. It's, it's black. And gray and warm. It's the fifteenth anniversary of Star Wars. Celebrate before yeah. you know it. It's going to be the fortieth. Then we'll all be old. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, maybe that's a hot collectible. I don't think I've ever seen anybody wearing the QVC fifteenth anniversary Star Wars sweatshirt. No, nobody so. ever talks about the the events of the fifteenth anniversary, and there it is, right there. Yeah, Dave's still got one. I'm sure. <laughs> Dave's probably still modeling it, still. <laughs> He's still standing there. They sell the newspaper strip collection, which is pretty awesome. Mark Hamill's really into that. That's all the comic strips from the newspaper from 1981 to 1984. That's limited edition. Isn't that great? Signed Al by the artist. Williamson. Yeah. Al Williamson is a student of Alex Raymond. 
Alex Raymond did all the original Flash Gordons, mm -hmm. and uh, Al Williamson was one of the premier artists for the EC line in the 50s. The horror comics, yeah. Not, but he was more associated with the science fiction and fantasy mm -hmm. because he had that sort of lush style that was associated with, like, uh, say, uh, Prince Valiant. Mm -hmm. Like I say, Alex Raymond is considered like one of the... You think we're crazy, but it's really fun to watch this. It's fun to hear Mark Hamill completely, pretty much unscripted. They just have him there to talk about whatever. And yeah, the comic book stuff comes up and it just he starts dropping comic book knowledge because he's a huge comic book fan. And it's, you know, I was thinking, too, watching this, like kind of ever since the Disney sale and they're making these new movies and blah, 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 Mark Hamill has been out and about much more... Than in the past, like, oh, Mark Hamill's talking about this, and Mark Hamill's here, and he's there, and he's, you know. But we're all kind of used to now the character that is Mark Hamill. But it's just kind of neat scene back in 92. The guy's never changed. So, But Al, Al Williamson is just really one of my favorite artists. And I love that comic strip. My acting's exactly much better that. in the comic <laughs> strip, by the way. <laughs> you got great lines. And if anything, he's... Like holding back more now because he's got to like promote a new movie. Where here he's just like Star Wars. He's had, there's no new Star Wars anywhere in his mind. You know, it's gone. It's done. He's doing Broadway shows. He's doing voiceover stuff, and he's just like, yeah. I think some of the interview stuff too. It's like this is before the the big making of books and a lot of stuff. I mean, some of the things he's talking about. It was, you know, new stuff to hear, too. Mm -hmm. Like, And it's like, you're getting this on a QVC special because Mark Hamill's not on any other shows talking about Star Wars. Mm -mm. Did you realize the importance of that motion picture in those early days when you were making I thought it? it? I always thought it would be successful. I mean, obviously, I couldn't predict the extent of it. But uh, I, I remember they, they said at the time... If, it, the contract was for three films. The first one was successful. We, you know, it was a three-part story. And I thought pretty sure, I said, this thing, I bet, would be probably as popular as Planet of the Apes, I thought at the time. Mm -hmm. So I thought about on those levels. Well, I remember, like, we would see him, like, on these QVC specials and be like, oh, my God, it's Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Look at him. <laughs> they have um, R2-D2 and C-3PO plaques. There's a Mark Hamill plaque. What was up with all the plaques? There was always so many plaques. I think the plaques were like the equivalent of an autograph photo kind of thing, right? Or were they weren't autographed though, right? The Mark Hamill were they? one is autographed, but the C-3PO isn't. Like, if you just want a picture of C-3PO and R2-D2 to put on your wall, I mean, I guess I would, but... Yeah, why not? It's limited edition. <laughs> I mean, that's the beauty of QVC, too, is they would just make stuff, make it limited edition, and people would buy it because... It's limited edition, right? That's not a lot has changed. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's how it goes. That's yeah. That's collecting one hundred and one. Uh, yeah, just put a number on it. But man, I don't know. I'm. I want to call and order that R two three PO picture. There's a there's a Yoda poster that they're charging one hundred thirty five dollars for. There's those droid necklaces that that wiggle or opposable <laughs> or something yeah the arms and legs wiggle around yeah that yoda that yoda picture which i think they said it was from a was it from a comic or some it, other book it was a book jedi journals yeah yoda with a big quill pen writing his journal yeah i really like that but i like he's got his hand under his chin like mm -hmm. what's up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> eating a little too much root leaf <laughs> He's got a root leaf buzz going on there. And we told you we had original collectibles from 1977. Here are some of them. Your choice of Yoda or Chewbacca Banks. These were made in 1977. They found them in a warehouse. The 10892, they're about seven and a half inches tall. And they're banks made in 1977. Ceramic, highly glazed banks. There. Chewbacca the Wookiee from the... Planet Kashuk, and of course from his home of Dagobah, the Jedi Master Yoda. So then they're making a real big deal that they found in a warehouse these 1977 yeah. banks, but one of the banks is Yoda, so I don't think they were from 77. Yeah, yeah, that part was killing me. It's like, because they kept saying it over and over again, we got, we got these banks, 
the Farmland Warehouse, 1977. It's like they're magic banks because they were Yoda. They knew all about Yoda in 77. <laughs> George Lucas said he had it all in his head. It's like Ralph McQuarrie sculpted these out of George Lucas's mind. <laughs> I kept looking at that Chewbacca bank, too. And I was like, is, is Chewbacca on the toilet? <laughs> Because he's kind of squatting, and there's like this white thing kind of behind him and underneath him. It's like, is it is Chewbacca going number two? I can't tell. You might be. Wookie's got to do it too. <laughs> so the first call comes in. It's Beverly from Alabama, right? Mm-hmm. And she just got the Vader watch because she loves Darth Vader. Hi, I'm Beverly from Mobile, Alabama. Hi, Hi Beverly. Beverly. Hi, great to see you, Mark. Thank you. I'm a big fan of Star Wars and all the characters and the actors who play the characters. Uh-huh. Hi. Beverly, what have you dialed in for in the show? I got the Darth Vader hologram watch. And you say he was he was your favorite character. What appealed to you about Darth Vader? Do you look for that when you're dating? Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. No. <laughs> Fear of the unknown, Beverly. He's sinister. <laughs> Oh, that's cute. <laughs> she knew all about the twist ahead of time. She was telling her friends. Yeah, Darth Vader's going to turn good. I guarantee it. <laughs> I really and truly just freaked my friends out at that time. The first time I saw the movie, I said, I told everybody, I said, Darth Vader is going to be turned to the good side. Really? Yes. See, now I didn't even, I didn't predict that. <laughs> I did. Oh, wow. So that's just a warm-up for what, for the eventual calls yeah. that are coming in. Yeah. Well, it's like that Steve, too, is like, is that what you look for when you're dating? <laughs> like Darth Vader type men. I was praised Mark Hamill just didn't get up and walk out. I, there's a few times where he looks really uncomfortable. <laughs> it just adds to the fun. And I like to a little bit after that, uh, Steve Bryant is talking about how Star Wars collecting is really heating up. I think getting into Star Wars collectibles now would have been like looking into baseball cards about 15 years ago. I think it's it's just beginning to trend up. You're seeing mm. at the, the science fiction conventions more and more Star Wars collectibles being offered. And we're, we're delighted tonight to have those two banks that uh, date back to 1970s. Well, now we're starting to get the, the parents and, and kids that That's are right. co-fans. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of, it's got a little bit of nostalgia going for it, but it's fun because, uh, you know, some of these young parents uh, dated in high school and went to see these things. Now they've got the little ones. I, I never foresaw the videotape aspect of it. I thought, you know, it would have its heyday and the, everybody would go on to whatever the next thing was. But especially young people love these films. Yeah, it's on the up, upswing. <laughs> you go to the sci-fi conventions and you're starting to see some Star Wars stuff. It's true. <laughs> it's almost like a history lesson for young Star Wars fans. That there was a, to- there was a time where there wasn't any Star Wars anywhere. Yeah. The, ni- the 90s, late 80s, 90s, right? And it's mm-hmm. like there were books. I like that a little bit after that, Mark Hamill starts to say that in terms of Star Wars in general, there's a little bit of nostalgia to it. Little does he know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was actually, I think, a really interesting thing he says at one point where he talks about basically imagine how this would be with VHS. And Mm -hmm. he was like, everyone would see the movies and they would be like, oh, these are great. And then they would move on to something else. He never imagined, you know, the future world where... People have access to watch the films over and over again, and kids are watching them over and over again, and it's really becoming this huge thing because, really, people can watch them at home, and QVC helped. Yeah. Yeah, and like we were saying, then after that, our host Steve Bryant, our good friend Steve Bryant, starts completely nerding out about the Timothy Zahn books. Uh, a lot like the Timothy Zahn books. The, uh, the two, Heir to the Empire and Dark Side Rising. I haven't read those, but I sure get a lot of reaction on the street. It's, it's interesting to see what has happened in, in the continuing saga. Of course, Le- it's interesting how art imitates life, because Leia is pregnant with Jedi twins. She and Han got married. Oh. And, uh, and you reached out with the Force, and you found out they were Jedi. Am I meditating out in the desert or something? Oh, no, you're, you're every, the, the uh, new... Rebel Alliance depends on you a great deal. You are the first Jedi. You are the first full-fledged Jedi oh, okay. to come on since the uh, uh, Empire slaughtered them and, and wiped them out. I gotta get with it, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, it's like Luke. No, Luke, you're you're the leader of the new Jedi Order. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have time for that stuff. Mark Hamill's like, okay, all right. Yeah. Do you okay. notice too? He calls. Uh, he says that Luke is the first Jedi. Yes. I was like, hmm. Oh, telling the future. Mm-hmm. I think we forgot to mention the part too. I think it's, it's earlier in the interview where uh, Steve Bryant talks about how he saw the movie at least fifteen times in the theater before he lost count. <laughs> but he has to drop the thing where he brought a different girl each time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interestingly enough, when the first film came out, I was in May. I was one of the people in line on that first day, and I was about an hour and a half in line to, to finally get the up. The very first day you went? The very first day. Oh, I had I had to. I mean, there had been so much. I'm a big science fiction fan. Right. This, is, this has been ballyhooed so well, and I've seen the clips, and I've seen the TV interviews, and this is going to be an exciting film. Mark, I lost count at 15. 15? Oh, and uh, how many times you've seen this? <laughs> 15 times in the theater, because every time you would see something different. Every uh. time. And of course, back then, in my case, every time it was a different young lady that you were going to the theater with, and you were like kind of like a big wheel thing. What a way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you get to see it 15 times and you get a lot of dates. But then we find out later he had to bring 15 different girls because he was in the the Star Trek role playing <laughs> for four years, which probably ended the dates. Now, also, before we go too far, and while we're talking about Steve Bryant, on his blog, there's a story about him and Steven Tyler. Right. What's that about? It's incredible, basically. He says just how beloved him being on QVC Star Wars was, which he is, and just basically telling the story how, for some reason, police officers and their sons seem to watch it a lot because he had two stories of him getting pulled over by the police and being let go because the policeman's son loved him from QVC. But, the, yeah, the Steven Tyler one is basically his friend, because he's a musician, was friends with Steven Tyler. So Steven Bryant, Steven Tyler, and his friend were going to go have lunch somewhere. But they were in, like, a Corvette or some sports car that only had two seats. So Steve Bryant was riding on the back of the car, <laughs> just on top of it. <laughs> so the cops pulled him over, were yelling at him about how was how's he going to tell his son that his Steve Bryant from QVC got killed because <laughs> he was being stupid. And basically the punchline is the cop didn't recognize Steven Tyler or give any interest in Steven Tyler. He only cared about Steven Bryant from Star Wars and QVC. You know, I'm sure that happened a lot. Steve Bryant has lived a wild life. A little bit later, he's talking to Mark Hamill, and he's literally freaking out about droids, about astromechs and protocol droids. Yeah. Well, interesting. Of course, uh, C-3PO is one is, is a is a well. I know I can say this. He is a C-3 droid. The C-3s were the astromech droids. They're the ones that we you would put in a spaceship, especially in, a, in an X-wing fighter. You could pre-program them with uh, hyperdrive courses, so when you made your jump to light speed, you wouldn't go ramming into a planet. How do you know all this stuff? 15 times for the first oh, okay. film. What does this tell you? Well, it tells me that we have an expert here, and it's not me. <laughs> oh, no, well, you, you've got to fly the X-Wing. Come on. Although that is a goal of mine someday. Yeah. And he gets so excited, he starts talking about how the C-3 units are in uh, <laughs> fixed fix space cruisers and stuff. He's just making stuff up. Yeah, but he's, like, so genuinely excited. It's 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 wonderful. Because the next thing you know, he's talking about some poster that they're selling, and he's talking about how Admiral Akbar flew a Y-Wing. Great shots of the X-Wing fighters. Oh, and a couple of Y-Wings, too. Uh, Admiral Akbar flew, flew a Y-Wing. He was, and I love the name. Now, he was that, he was the fish guy. <laughs> and yes, the lobster a, man. Exactly. He looked. He's sort of a salmon pink color and had that yeah. wonderful fish kind of underwater voice. And his species was called the Mon Calamari. And I always <laughs> thought that was like, you you know, you'd go to Spago and that would be on the menu someday. Yeah. <laughs> what movie was that in, Steve Bryant? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm cool with it, but... Yeah, in the movie in, in, that I saw in my head, you flew a Y-Wing. <laughs> you watched the same movie in, in my head that I watched. But I think if you just, you know, you could watch clips and think that maybe he's not being sincere. But I think later on, you know, 
he's letting it loose. Like I think there's there's some definite Star Wars love behind those glasses. Yeah, if there were podcasts in 1992, Steve Bryant would have the best Star Wars podcast out yeah. there. Well, I mean, that's Mark Hamill and Steve Bryant, QVC. There's you know, there's a 92 Star Wars podcast right there. <laughs> you got some callers, you got some laughs, you got some knowledge. It's the original. So at the at the, about the 54 minute mark into uh, the QVC special, it's kind of interesting because Mark Hamill starts talking about the prequels. And we were looking at the set, walking around the set, and in a quiet moment on the, on the first film, he, we were looking up at this, this great Death Star set, and he said to me that, uh, you know, in a few years, the cost, you know, with petroleum going up and all of this and just the world economy, these kind of extravaganzas will be prohibitively expensive unless, mm-hmm. and again, again, he's visionary. It was yep. years ago. You're going to be able to build a separate puppet stage on another sound stage, and miniaturized, and lay it in. then lay it in with high-resolution uh, videotape with the actors. I mean, it, it'll get even more uh, removed. It'll get harder for the actors mm-hmm. because everything we're sitting on will be blue, and when you see it, it'll be <laughs> uh, the, Jabba's palette. Exactly. But, I mean, instead of spending $3.5 million mm-hmm. on that set, they might be able to build it for 50000 And And, uh, you know, it's incredible to me that he's... Uh, he's done so much in so little time and he continues to do right now right. well over 400 posters have been ordered yeah there's a lot of like it's weird how kind of timely a lot of the stuff in here is and yeah that was one of them where he's talking about the prequels he's talking about the sequel trilogy too yeah mm-hmm. and how oh no i'm not going to be in that and that's going to be <laughs> the next generation yeah which though that i mean it is kind of you know he was right yeah in a way yeah, but eventually, then he'll go ahead and he'll go mm-hmm. then flash forward into the future, the last trilogy, which would be after us. Yeah, yeah. we'll be referencing this QVC special from now on. Whenever we need to look into the future, <laughs> um, I'm already working on a an algorithm of all the numbers on screen to work out a, a code to to decode the future with all decisions, not even Star Wars. Like, yeah. Yeah, what, everything. What are we having for dinner tonight? Well, let me check the numbers. Yeah. Well, and then they even, you know, they give you your lottery numbers in here. It's true. So, <laughs> dressed as a witch. <laughs> a new four-digit lucky number is drawn every hour on the QVC cable shopping channel. Every time that number matches either the first four digits or the last four digits of your QVC membership number, and you notify <laughs> they lull you into a trance. And then a woman shows up dressed as a witch to do the lottery numbers. Yeah. So the next major event in the QVC special that happens is we get a caller, Kathy from Orange, Texas. I didn't know there was a town in Texas called Orange, but there is. And I love Kathy. This is Kathy. Hi, Kathy. Kathy. I'm from Orange, Texas. Hi. And you're looking at a real Star Wars fan. My mother lives in Texas. Where in Texas are you from? Orange. Orange, okay. And, uh, you, like I said, you're looking at a real Star Wars fan. Oh, good. Wonderful. Kathy, what are you dialing in for? I got the trilogy. What? Oh, the trilogy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. People can laugh about the trilogy thing, but Kathy is keeping it together more, way more, if I would have gotten on the air with the Yoda watch, than I would have been. Yeah, you would be, there's, there's this dude, Jason... He said triology. <laughs> I think he was crying. He swore. <laughs> yeah. I think he fell and hit his head. <laughs> and Kathy is talking about she's been a fan club member for two years. And something interesting she said, because I, I mean, I was a member of the Star Wars fan club when that existed for a very long time. But she's talking about how there's a secret code. And um, I wanted to tell you, I was a Star Wars um, fan club member. For oh, two years. Really? Yes. And you I know got... the secret code in Handshake? Yes. Oh, and... there is one. I was just kidding. <laughs> well, that. there's a secret code. Oh, there is? Is there, oh. is there a secret Handshake? No, I don't know. Now, well, what kind of club is that? Hey, wait a minute. I paid to be in a club. Yeah, I want a secret, I want a secret handshake. handshake. You weren't hardcore enough. I guess not. You didn't call 1-800-TRUE-FAN enough. Did you see all the items I've got? I've been collecting, been collecting for a while. Oh, yes. I've got all the Star Wars cards, trading mm-hmm. cards. Right. Mm-hmm. And I got the Millennium Falcon. 
I got a puzzle, which I'm put, trying to put together. Right. You know, it's interesting, Kathy, the puzzles, when they were first made by Kenner back in 1978, they were one of the hottest, along with the action figures, they were one of the hottest items they had. And they figure in 1978, they made over one billion crossword puzzle pieces for the crosswords. Oh, wow. Yeah. But I love Kathy. Where is she now? Kathy in Orange, Texas. Hopefully she's ordering Star Wars stuff off of Amazon. <laughs> she was probably at Celebration. We probably walked right past her. Yeah. Kathy, thank you for the phone call today. Thank you for letting me talk to y'all. Okay, bye, and Kathy. Bye, Pleasure. Mark. See you later. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So a little bit after that, Steve is getting crazy talking to Mark Hamill about the West End role-playing game. I think he's starting to scare him around this time. Yeah. He's, Steve's getting real comfortable with Mark. <laughs> role-playing games. Theater of the mind. I love role-playing games. I, I was in a Star Trek campaign in, when I lived in Atlanta for about four years. I ran the same character. Finally did something stupid and he got killed. But these are great. You sit around the house. You don't need any props or costumes at all. All the action takes place here. And we have the brand new, and we're the first folks to be introducing this to you, the second edition of the Star Wars role-playing game. And <laughs> just need some percentage dice, and you just play it in your mind. Somewhere there was a young Pablo Hidalgo watching that. <laughs> You're right, Steve Bryant. Yeah. Okay. The role-playing book is so great where he's just, because you can tell, like, it's not like they just brought that book out and Steve's, like, trying to sell it. He's like, Mark, you got to see these pages. <laughs> Right. And he goes to the like, there's a George Lucas picture in there. Right. I think there's like the wanted, the fake wanted poster. Oh, no, no. He doesn't go to the George Lucas picture. He goes to the Lobot picture first, <laughs> the fake Lobot ad. And he's like, Mark, you got to see this. It's a Lobot ad. And he's reading it to him. <laughs> Taking the Star Wars universe seriously. There's an ad here that says artificial intelligence worth shaving your head for. <laughs> Biotech Cyborg Construct is the best cyborg unit ever designed. It's that simple. And it, these are, I mean, they just, they want to get you into the spirit of things, sure. so they do that. It's so good. Oh, again, surprise, Mark Hamill doesn't get up and walk out. Yeah. <laughs> so then after that, as if things weren't getting extreme enough, Peter David calls up. Yeah. You, know, you can tell people who you are, Peter, because Please. I don't know if you know That's this, true. We're sitting here knowing knowing who... Uh, we know who you yeah. are, but uh, oh. tell all the people out in America watching now who you are. I am Mark Hamill's pal. <laughs> Good enough for us. <laughs> Good enough. First and foremost, <laughs> and another what a, pal. A diplomat. He's a pal. Peter is being very modest. He is a terrific writer. He's written so many novelizations of the Star Trek stories. He's written original novels of his own, you, uh, Night for a Day. Uh, he writes the Little Mermaid comic book. He writes the, uh, the Hulk for uh, Marvel. Marvel. I mean, he has a column. And at night, I patrol the city looking for crime. Yeah, that, that's and we <laughs> love you for that, Peter. It's crazy, because aren't, at that point, they talking about how the Batman animated series hasn't, hasn't aired yet, but Peter David has seen some stuff from it, and how good Mark Hamill is as the Joker? It just started. It started in September 1992. Yeah, so it was brand new. It was just on, because right, did we figure out this is October mm -hmm. 92? So yeah, it had only it just come out. So yeah, so then they probably were talking about some episodes that he'd seen that aren't out yet. Wow. By the way, I just want to say, uh, Star Wars is lots of fun, but having seen several episodes of yours so far... Your Joker is leaving Jack Nicholson's way in the uh, dust. Well, you know what he's talking about. I'm the voice of... In the, the animated series. The Joker right. on the animated Batman. Mm -hmm. Thanks for saying that. You know, so far, uh, uh, it's been doing really well. It's very popular with the kids, and I've got a couple mm -hmm. coming up in the next two weeks. I know one date is November 13th is one called Christmas with the Joker. <laughs> So a little bit after that, at about the 90-minute mark in the QVC episode, kind of interesting because Steve Bryant is asking Mark Hamill if he would come back for another Star Wars movie. I wouldn't be surprised, based on that success and based on the way the saga is continuing, I wouldn't be surprised to see maybe a little a little return or maybe a... Would you be 
if that were to happen, would you be willing to do uh, well, another? Well, but, but the, it won't happen because his whole mm -hmm. idea is to make it multi-generational. Now, he'll, he'll mm -hmm. show you what led to uh, what, what led you to saw Star in Star Wars. So, I mean, it's, it's very, you know, uh, you know, he has a specific plan for it. So, fortunately, mm -hmm. I won't have to make that choice. Okay, you don't, you don't think he'll alter from that at all? I don't think so. I mean, again, anything's possible, but... Uh, uh, George is, a, you know, a, an amazing guy, really, when you think about yeah. uh, in the history of this business, I don't think there's been that many uh, innovative uh, mm -hmm. men of his kind. You mentioned Walt Disney. and, yeah. and Well, that's, that's the caliber. I mean, there you go. You're, you're and, probably talking two, three, maybe four right, at the most. Spielberg and those mm -hmm. kind of people. But, uh, you know, he's given so much in mm -hmm. terms of... Uh, this legacy he's left for, you know, it's, it was, and it's a kind of uh, a throwback to the innocence of the early days of filmmaking, you know, yeah. rather than that cynical kind mm -hmm. of 70s mentality, you know, and it goes full circle and the pendulum swings back and we get kind of hard-nosed and vicious and maybe this kind of stuff will come back. But then the tone changes radically after that when Mark's old high school buddy Chip who's got a rental business now in North Carolina, <laughs> Yeah, calls up, and they've been trying to get a hold of old Mark for a long time after high school. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just want to tell Mark, this is uh, Chip Burden, um, one of his high school mates up in Annandale. Oh, man. Hey, bring back some memories. Oh, yes, it sure does. I you know, you. I'm telling you, this is turning into free long-distance phone calls <laughs> for Mark Hamill. How you doing? Doing pretty good. Uh, what I wanted to bring up is that the, at the time when, when Mark was there, he lived, uh, what was it, Medford Drive, about three blocks from the school? Mm -hmm. uh, Killebrew, Harmon Killebrew yeah. Drive, yeah. yeah. Ever since May 1977, I've just been trying to get a hold of you. <laughs> We're trying to get you to come to the class reunions. <laughs> yeah. Oh, poor Mark Hamill. He's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have fun with, at your shop. <laughs> Chip, thank you very much for the call today. Nice talking to you again. Nice talking to you, Mark. We'll All get right. together. Take good care. luck with your rental business. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye, -bye. Bye put, now. Put this phone call on Chip still. So good. Okay. Tracking them down. <laughs> <laughs> There's the, one of my biggest regrets in life is the item they're selling a little bit after that that I never got. I always wanted it. It's the 35-millimeter Star Wars suspenders and tie set. I almost lost it. I didn't know that existed. I didn't know that there was something that I would want so bad that I didn't even know existed. I was trying to figure out how it even works. Like, how do those suspenders not just, like, rip and fall apart? Even if you don't wear them as suspenders and necktie, it's great to go through and see if you can remember which film the scenes came from. These are actual bits of 35-millimeter movie film. Absolutely authentic 35-millimeter movie film. And there are scenes from all the Star Wars films here. There's number one. There's, uh, let's see, The Empire Strikes Back. And uh, there's Revenge. Okay, so you have all scenes from all. <laughs> it's a, it's right. actual 35-millimeter film, right? But somehow yeah. they've made them into suspenders <laughs> yeah. and a tie. Yeah. And it's only 36 bucks. I know. You know. Somebody out there is wearing those right now, and they're just laughing at us. They don't know why, but they're just laughing at us. I don't think I've ever worn suspenders in my entire life, but I would if they were Star Wars films, 35mm yeah. film. That's why you never wore them, because you're, somewhere in your mind you knew <laughs> you're not going to settle for second best. You're only going to, you know, if I'm going to wear suspenders, I'm wearing the best suspenders that money can buy. <laughs> that really, that is, these are so, these are suspenders and a necktie. And the necktie is what we call a no-brainer. You want to, you want to get some comments at the office. The knot in the tie is already tied for you. And you just pull the elastic around your collar. It's A10181. Has to be one of the more unusual collectibles I think we've offered. <laughs> and Mark Hamill looks like he doesn't know what's going on. Steve's like holding them up and looking through them, trying to figure out what movie they're from. 
<laughs> I think Mark Hamill starts to cry a little bit. Yeah. He's rethinking his life. If we ever get invited to a Star Wars film premiere, we got to get those <laughs> 35 millimeter ties and suspenders. Yeah. We got to find them. Hello, Kathy Kennedy. <laughs> we just got a few questions for you. Have you seen my suspenders? <laughs> So kind of after that, it's interesting because they're just kind of talking about, well, what's Carrie Fisher up to? And Mark Hamill's like, oh, she just had a daughter named Billy, a little baby girl named Billy. And interestingly enough, uh, Carrie Fisher, was she 19 when the first film was made, I believe? It sounds reasonable. So. And, you know, she's expecting now. I think that is so great. <laughs> Not only expecting, but she has. Oh, she, she, oh. she had a little girl named Billy. Oh, that's wonderful. And uh, we sent her a little baby outfit and got a nice mm-hmm. letter back saying, well, we haven't seen you in a yeah, long time. Yeah. I know how that happens. Now she's all grown up. Mm-hmm. She's in Star Wars. She's in the new movies with you, Mr. Mark Hamill. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of a lot of the future in this video from the past. It made me feel like at that moment that I was a skeleton watching YouTube <laughs> covered in cobwebs. Well, there- Oh, I think a couple things I wanted to, I didn't want to forget earlier on. Do you remember there's a part, Steve's talking about uh, something in, I think, the George Lucas book or the collective, maybe the Sand Suite book. And he's talking about the sand people and he calls them the sand folks. <laughs> and then there's some other part they're talking about the droids and they're talking about how how cool we'd have a butler up in space. <laughs> it's a lot of a lot of moments in this episode. There's Yeah, there for everything we said. There's about a hundred more gold moments in this QVC very first Star Wars special. Yeah, and much like the films, every time you watch it, you find more little gems. Maybe you'll find the part where all the papers in Steve's lap just fall off onto the floor. <laughs> <laughs> but he just keeps on going like he a champ. Doesn't miss a beat. <sighs> oh, so yeah, you know, we'll post the video on our Facebook page as usual. Yeah, don't be, don't, don't be daunted by the almost two-hour running time. It's Think, think of it as, a, as another Star Wars film. <laughs> Make an event out of it. Go yeah. get pizza. Like we said, it's like going to Celebration, but in 1992. Yeah, you know, print out a badge, wear it on your neck. If, you know, wait in line in your front yard for 18 hours the night before. <laughs> And then uh, crank up the YouTube and uh, drift away (laughs) to Star Wars, a little bit of Star Wars heaven for an hour and 50 minutes. In the not-so-distant future on a planet called Earth, it's Underoos. Star Wars Boba Fett is here. Star Vader's always near. C-3PO is lots of style. And R2-D2 just makes me smile. Star Wars Underoos are here, yeah! Something out of sight in underwear. <laughs> Don't be so ridiculous, R2. Underoos are for Earthlings. And these last points, too accurate for sand people. Only Imperial stormtroopers are so precise. forget to check us out on blastpointspodcast.com and facebook twitter instagram and keep downloading the podcast wherever you get your podcasts yeah and on blastpointspodcast.com i think it was last week we had a new use the forks recipe of the greedo burrito yeah that one looked really yummy oh my god yeah like but. what's better than a, bur- uh, a burrito bowl if it if it has to do with greedo instantly better yeah, guacamole and Greedo. Dynamite it's like combination. Pe- it's like peanut butter and chocolate. <laughs> but both are green. So 
And maybe you could make a Greedo Burrito Bowl while you're watching the QVC special. That's a really good idea, actually. Mm-hmm. Make something, yeah, make a couple use the forks recipes, sit down and eat those while you watch QVC. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you can order Blast Points t-shirts off. Um, there's the link on the blastpointspodcast.com. And we, we got a couple of people last week sending in photos. We got the uh, ice cream and uh, our buddy Dave in Japan watching Empire Super 8 while wearing his shirt. So, yeah, if you've got a Blast Point shirt, send us a photo of you watching the QVC episode while wearing your Blast Point shirt. <laughs> yeah, or a picture of you on the phone calling QVC to order your Blast Points t-shirt. <laughs> Try it. Try it. Yeah, might work. We got to get a Blast Point shirt to Steve Bryant. We do. I'm not even going to tell him. I'm just going to find his address and mail him a shirt. Yeah. A box of flowers and chocolates. <laughs> In a big heart-shaped box. Blast Points loves you. So on that note, that about wraps up number 78 here. Thank you for listening, folks. Yeah, thank you, and we'll talk to you next week. May the Force be with you. Goodbye, old friend. May the Force be with you. I have to tell you, I am so impressed. I've done, obviously, thousands of interviews over the years, and I don't think I've met anyone that has the knowledge that you have about this project, and I'm very impressed by that. Well, that very, You've certainly done your homework way beyond the call of duty. Well, that means a lot to me. Well, Thank I you. had a lot of fun. This was a, this was a blast. May the force be with all of you!